Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Oh, welcome to it. I have put out the call. I blasted blue on my horn. Or something like that. On the, um, on the conk. Or, I, I put out the call for the Hall of Fame to assemble. And Mr. Seth Spotlow appeared. We're still waiting for the appearance of Southern Wood. I, ho- I heard the horn and I ran. <laughs> now... This music we're coming into is something I made probably over 12 years ago. Wow. Now, it's just the intro that I've looped because I'm not very happy with the vocal. But it's a song about a dream. And I was sitting there and like a wise old man character tells me in the dream, don't forget about living. It's all you have to do. Life ain't easy, but see the bad times through. On the other side of life, you'll find love and ecstasy. On the other side of life, you'll find you were always free. I got to remind myself of that. And it's good. My old past idealistic self reminding my occasionally now 30-year-old Eeyore self to uh, cheer up. Push through the stress. Push through, I mean, sometimes just being tired. Push through also being a little bit directionless, though, and aimless. And, And you don't have a good goal. That is, I think, when things can go really, really wrong. Yeah. You gotta have an endpoint. Exactly. You gotta have a goal. So I've been thinking about the show. Oh. What's our goal here? I mean, I think to get to know people, to entertain, to tell stories. Yeah. But generally, when I look at what's going on in the world and our country, and here comes Southernwood. Join the brain trust, fine sir. You good southern gentlemen, you. You blue-collar salt of the earth. <gasps> He's got on pants. Yeah, I, I usually expected jorts. I guess it was cold this morning. Hey, it, it was a little frigid this morning. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't want to get out of bed. But I'm sitting here talking with Mr. Spotlow here. I've assembled the Hall of Fame because I'm trying to figure out direction, aim. Like, what should be the direction of not only the show, but generally where I'm going. What are the big issues... We need to focus on in life. Now, I've been doing my own journey on, like, how do you get yourself better? How do you set your own goals? And so, and I've been working on that. Part of that is working out. Part of that is making new business contacts. Like, we might as well mention those. Like, mm-hmm. Teresa over at Four Healthy Pets on the Atlanta Highway. Sure. It's good getting to know her, pointing folks towards her business, being able to tell folks that I know in my own personal life, hey, go buy... Say out to Teresa. She can help you out with that new cat, that new puppy. She can get you some, like, really good, high-quality, all-natural food that'll leave your uh, pet very healthy and very happy. Some meow-a-wana. Yeah, or some meow-a-wana, because cats always got to like catnip. Though they are very judgmental, and anytime a cat is judging you and very unimpressed, just remind them that, yeah, you you look at how you behave with catnip in your nostrils. 2,000 years ago, they worshipped you. 
Right. <laughs> Cats are like women. Really? Yeah. The women do seem more feline. I mean, some are like dogs, but that's just rude. <laughs> that's just rude to say. But most of them, <clears throat> and I, I feel like I can speak freely. Having three daughters of my own, cats are. I mean, girls are generally like cats. I mean, they they're more emotional. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying by that. It's, it's not a. It's not. They can see sideways movements really anything. good. They're they're more emotional <laughs> and they react. They're nocturnal on, hunters. They come around when they want to. <laughs> that is actually true. You have more information on the nocturnal hunters than I do there, Joey. Uh, but no, I mean, cats are, are more, they are more effeminate. I mean, they are the, they're more emotional the way that they act. In particular, and when they want to be pet and when they want to be left alone. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Whereas dogs are like... Oh, what are we going to do? All the time. I, I want to be a good boy. What are the rules I need to follow? Yeah. What's the structure I need to follow? Wait, we're going to yeah. go have fun? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And, and that's very much like guys. Yeah. D- yeah. Dogs are stupid. We are dumb. I mean, they really are, and that's why they're like men. <laughs> this morning. Very I'm, linear. Yeah. I'm telling you, this morning, I get up. I go into the den, and I sit down in my chair, and I'm drinking my coffee. And Sophie, my bulldog, mm-hmm. she goes to the door and she starts mumbling. She's growling and this and that. And so I put her, we've got a little collar like you can get from, you know, pet four partners over there. Right. Or four healthy, healthy pets. We've four got healthy a, pets, yes. We've got the, uh, you know, the little invisible fence thing around the house. So I put a little collar on and I'm like, okay, go, Sophie. And Sophie, she looks outside, she's like, no, it's kind of cold. Right. I changed my mind. So she sits down. (laughs) So I go back, and I sit down. And then Sophie, she goes, and she sits back by the front door. And she starts whining and moaning and just, I'm like, okay, Sophie, make your mind up. What do you want to do? And she's like, I want to go outside. So I open the door up again, and she's like, "Ah, no, I don't want to go outside. And I'm like, you are so stupid. Either go outside or stay inside. One or the other doesn't matter. You're fine. Mm-hmm. And that's the way dudes are. Dudes are like here and there. And and the cat, like Chad Morris. Not the insurance. They're man. more intelligent oh, on an emotional it, level. They're, they're, and they're very wise he gets in a up conniving on the, sort of way. He gets up on the counter and he walks around and he meows and and makes all his noises and he's like give me some food and i'm like (laughs) dude you got a whole bowl of food he's like no i want some new food and you can take one piece of food and put it in his bowl and he's like good job dude and he'll get up there and he'll eat the entire bowl that it's just it's well and, and each obviously each animal in particular whether it's a dog or a cat has their own idiosyncrasies their own habits and cats or women they have their own personality so to speak and who can help you with that Teresa over at four healthy pets even can help you with your Chad Morris. Well, Chad Morris sounds like Chad Morris knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's your dog, though, that seems like it needs the help. And maybe he needs, like, a high-quality chew toy. Uh, Mr. Gimli, the Red and Fuzzy Big Booty Buddha. It's a fu- she. 
Flea she, is a she. She. Yeah, yeah she might Sophie. like a uh, Sophie might like a uh, like an elk antler. That's what I would get Gimli. He loves those. She things. sounds a little prissy. You might want to get her some chicken crack. So Four Healthy Pets is a great place, folks. Check them out online. FourHealthyPetsOnline.com or go by the store on Atlanta Highway. It's a Village East Shopping Center right there next to Faulkner University. Where Skate Haven used to and, be. And, you know, it's one thing. It is a, it's a business deal. I'm being open tonight. It is we talk about Teresa on the radio to make sure you go over there. But I really believe in what she's doing. So there's a, beyond just the financial aspect of it, it's a good for me to grow and kind of reach out and figure out, okay, how can I help this person do what they really need to do? Uh, it's a part of that you don't often hear when people defend, like, markets and stuff is that actually it creates more social cooperation. You actually have to serve other people. And uh, there's a, another show produced. guy gave me a book on selling. And he said the basic bottom line rule of his book on sales is be other-directed. What are you doing for others? And it, there are other theories on how you sell, and it works in different fields and different industries. But if you're very other-directed and service to others is your orientation, you'll probably be very successful. Selflessness. But, yeah, in a way. Though I, the word selflessness to me is a little silly because you are the one who's directing your action towards others. So there's, there's you yourself comes into it. Maybe uh, egolessness or something like that. I don't know. That's why when we're sitting here and we, you, we have these things to talk about, you know, four healthy pets and old Eddie Bader, I can't do it if I don't go by there and talk to him. I'm like, right. hey, how you doing? You know, I'm crazy. How are you? You know, <laughs> and then everybody's awesome and they all take me, you know. Eddie's hilarious. Eddie's hilarious. Eddie knows his, what he's doing in his yeah. field. That's for sure. And that's another great connection I've made. Eddie yeah. Bader with the Goodson Group. And he's helped show me not only things for myself, like how you can start getting a credit score. Because you're such a conservative, not in the political sense, that, no, I just want to buy everything in cash that I've saved. <laughs> He's opened my eyes to the, the world of credit and, and that you need that when you start to look for a home. And he can help walk you through that process, connect you with other great sponsors we have uh, in the mortgage market. And he can also really help you if you're selling your home on some of the basics. Now, I've seen it with my own eyes. My father, who I was talking to last night, always been very skilled at... Uh, marketing and putting a home out on the on the market, um, and so he I saw firsthand how he would do it. And, but Eddie Bader has come around and confirmed this is how you do it. Before you even put the home on the market, you need to get some repairs and renovations done. You don't want the people coming to buy asking for repairs and renovations because that allows you initially to ask a top dollar price. Now there might be some things, and this is where there's always exceptions to the rule that might be minor, and this is why you have an expert like Eddie Bader come under your team. But at the end of the day, you want to follow Eddie's advice. This is again why he can be a great seller's agent. How do you pull off a successful open house, for instance? Eddie just had one this past weekend. Very successful. Very. We're winning. We're winning so much with Eddie Bader. Um, and we're not going to get tired of it either. So if you're interested in having a real estate agent, again, great guy, funny guy, down to earth. He's helped out people who work here in this building. He's helped out a lot of people I know. And he's helped out himself in the process, changed his own life. So yep. give him a call, 322 and, and you can say he's a great guy and a funny guy, and he you is. would be correct. Fair. I mean, that's, that's what he is. Eddie actually called me on behalf of a client of his, and he says, I want you to come look at something. And I looked at an issue with a house. He said, they're telling me it's going to be this much to make it right, but I think it's going to be that much to make it right. Yeah. 
and I I looked at it, I was like, no, it's going to be not just that much. It's going to be that much plus a mm-hmm. bunch more. Right. And he said, okay, didn't sell the house because he saw they're saying we can do, you know, we can move this kitchen over to this point, but there's no way we can do that. He knew that instinctively. And when I looked at it, I was like, no, Eddie. I, I said, you can. I said, but no, you not can't it. do it for not worth what it. they're saying you can. Well, and this is where it gets nuanced and detailed. It's about the particular property, what you know, certain things will cost, and what sort of returns you can get on it. And that's yeah, that's where the rubber meets the road. I mean, we can talk in general about expertise and whatnot, but it's always about the devils in the details. Yeah, but he sees those things. And he knows instinctively right. that, wait, I don't think I believe you on that. I need to get it checked out further. Right. And he goes to the second level. So Eddie's a good guy. So we have great sponsors here on the show. I'm looking to get more sponsors. Anybody out there who, you know, is in the food business, if you're a food hey. monger, um, if you need some advertising, I can help you I out. Just, I just ate downstairs. It was yeah, good. Yeah. Can't well, talk about it, though. See, I get hungry up here, so a hungry <laughs> man with a radio microphone is a good guy to sell your restaurant. Uh, especially now. Service. Yeah. You've been up here since noon, and you don't yeah. eat. I've been up here since... I've been at the station since 8.30. Yeah. Kind, sir. Yeah, but it's you, Wednesday. He does, he does a land but show. But you come up here room. like mm-hmm. at, at noon, noon, and you're yeah. stuck here. Right. Or mm-hmm. I had a protein bar. And that... I mean, so I want to get back to the point. I'm trying to think about the direction of not only the show, but myself. I think the two go together. But in general, I, I find myself lost politically. I'm back to that point. Yes, I'm back to that point. Not in terms of principles, not in terms of what I generally believe in, but I, I'm i really worried about this general trend and it's both sides that doesn't know a party, where it's like resentment and suspicion and skepticism towards the powerful. Now, I'm not necessarily against that sort of stuff but when that resentment and suspicion and skepticism towards the powerful means oh what we way we fix it is put other different people in power and that'll make it all right like i went on a big thing last night on twitter and big tech and how i think a lot of it's overblown but there also are problems where it's the classic problem where the government and big corporations sort of tie together and work together and try to take away your rights and also gain all sorts of advantages for the bottom line and for control. And it's a constant theme. Here's the thing. We've had this problem way before big tech, way before you could send out a tweet or put a message through on Facebook or buy anything your heart pretty much desires on Amazon or find any aspect of human knowledge on Google. We had these problems of the very rich people, the crony capitalists working with the government and this revolving door between all of them. It has been a wicked problem that has always been around. So how do we solve that? I think that's one issue, but I don't want to buy into this idea that we just have to demonize all of them. I want to more figure out how do we enlighten ourselves, how do we inform ourselves to where we see the tricks that they're doing and pick up on it pretty quickly. And I think, unfortunately, that's where we have gotten to in our society is you can't bring up a different idea. You can't come up with a different solution to a problem 
you must demonize the solution that's out there first. It's, right. it's like, I'm waiting for you to go first. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Republican. I'm waiting for the Dems to put something out. And even if it's almost right, I've got to be 180 degrees against it. Hmm. Or vice versa. I mean, that's the way it goes. You know, and it's it's unfortunate that we can't have that conversation that you're talking about is sit down and say, hey, what can we do to make this better? Right. How can we fix this? How can we, you know, make everything work together better? That's that's not an option because... And how do we do this without playing into the hands of Big Brother, for lack of a better and term? And Joey, and that's what we have said time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. You're stuck. Is I've got to beat you. It doesn't matter if I am have the correct... Right. I'm not going to use the word right. If I have the correct answer and you have the wrong answer, doesn't matter as long as I beat you. Right. As long as I win. Well, it's actually something, and this is what I was thinking about, with Twitter like is being accused of shadow banning conservatives. And, uh, you know, Google's maybe being accused of s- tilting their search results certain ways. Some of it's just straight-up business, which I understand. Like Amazon, it's now in the news today. Amazon is telling companies or vendors selling on their platform, if you can't make a profit, if you're not making any money with your products on this site, we're not going to let you buy advertising because we want you to be making money so we make money. So we're only going to let successful companies advertise, which the companies might say, but if we can't advertise, we can't be successful. But, okay, there are some strict, like, business things that oh, you may or may not like it. But here's the idea I came up with. Let's say, in a perfect world, Twitter, Facebook, Google, did everything perfectly fair. By you know, Let's not even bother with how the hell we define that. <laughs> but let's just assume... They are operating on the up and up. They're, of course, not. But they're operating on the up and up. They treat conservatives and progressives or liberals or whatever you want to call them these days. They don't deserve the name liberal. They're treating all content fairly. I think what would happen, even in that case, is people would accuse them of being biased. Oh, yeah. Even if the system is perfectly just and fair, some people would end up losing for one reason or another, or not being as successful. And people would accuse the system of being unfair, rather than saying, oh, oh, oh man, I'm a loser. Oh, oh, oh. Let, let, let <laughs> Everybody's stop. a winner. Let me stop you right there. What is the system? The man, who, man. Who? No, okay, all right. Who owns Twitter? Jack Dorsey is, and I several mean, is, shareholders. Is that a public entity? It's a publicly traded company. So all okay, the shareholders. So, the shareholders, so and, if, yeah, if they Jack have Dorsey an issue with it. them, but it's not it's not a, a governmental the, does the government have anything to do with it other than not supposed to I mean, not directly. technically not directly. The, they might have some tax break in a certain state. Yeah, so, but, well and there is Nunez's lawsuit brought this up. There's under the Communications Decency Act, there's called Section two thirty, which makes the distinction between a publisher like New York Times or 
a platform. A platform. Yeah. Like a common carrier. There's a reason phone companies can't be sued when you constantly, constantly get these robocalls all day. And I can't blame Verizon for not managing their networks because they're considered a common carrier. They don't have to, they might out of the, you know, the idea of helping their customer have a more convenient time, they Good might luck. do something, but they don't have to. They're not liable for it. So, okay, do rules like Shall that we? mean that Twitter is a government entity? Would you like to buy an extended warranty on your car? Oh, go to hell. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> once every day after seven. Every I say he's dead. Day. And I say much worse than go to hell when I actually pick up one of those phone Mr. calls. Mr. Spotlow's dead. I'm sorry. So, okay, maybe Twitter or Facebook or... But now, I will say there's one exception. Google has a lot of its origins in sort of like the CIA and intelligence community. So, and that's the one thing about big tech that scares me the most is their symbiotic relationship, their incestuous relationship with the deep state intelligence services. They were essentially they are working with the, some of the most secretive aspects of the government in order to collect information and spy on Americans. I think that's a much bigger problem than oh, Twitter wasn't was unfair. I, my post wasn't boosted in the same way. I, I think that's. That's the shiny object. The, See, the information they're collecting and how they use it is much more of a double. You call it a problem. I think it's just something's going to happen. Hmm. Them spying on you. Right. You know, it's just going to happen. If you're going to have a phone in your hand, they're going to know where you're at. Right. And, I mean, that speaker's on there. And just because you're not talking on it doesn't mean they're not going to hear it, you know. Well, right. And even and this is back in the beginning. Right. You know, back in the beginning of, like, 99, 2000, when all this stuff was brand new, people knew. You know, we talked about it, and it was just like, don't trust it. You know, don't trust the Internet. You can't believe anything you read because anybody can go in there and change it. You know, but people just forgot those original laws of the beginning Internet. But well, here, And I think that's something that you, you willingly give up yes. because yeah. it is worth the price. I, it, I like Google To be Maps. honest with you, I got a <laughs> smartphone in my pocket right now, yeah. and I really don't care well, if the government knows I'm sitting up here in this studio. Well, technically, it's now in your hand, not your pocket. You know, it's, well, now, well, it doesn't know you're in the studio. It's only 10 feet. <laughs> I'm just being a smart. But anyhow, I mean, you know, you're you're you willingly give up that bit of privacy that if you want to know where I am, because sure. I really don't care. Well, and if I mean, you're really on uh, Google or Apple Maps and you're going somewhere, yeah, you can use my GPS. Yeah, okay. And and oh, I mean, yeah. how do you get anywhere? We drove to Chattanooga and back, and right. and we've gotten so dependent on these that we have to have it. I think maps are going to make a comeback. Well, and if Google <laughs> is using information, like I search for a new pair of boots, and all of a sudden I see like all sorts of like boots on Facebook, right? Boots boot on ads, Twitter, boots like on Instagram. These high quality Italian boots for two hundred bucks. <laughs> well, number one, you didn't obviously look at my my bank account, <laughs> so you don't have that information. <laughs> so I'm not buying two hundred dollar Italian boots, but I. I don't really mind that in a way that can be at most annoying at and sometimes convenient. It's like, oh, cool. I'd never it's, seen this. It's, it's like, extremely uh, convenient. Right. makes me shake my head and be like, golly, you guys suck. You could be a little bit sneakier if you're going to like spy on me. Right. I mean, it can be good and bad is my point. Yes, I, I don't want somebody, you know, looking, you know, inside my house. But when I hit G... H, the word comes up. It's like, well, that's what I just asked Lauren about, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, there's where we can find 
some Whatever. gooey fries or what have you. Whatever. I don't well, think you spell gooey with a G-H to you. I don't spell gooey. well. I want to get to the back to the deeper point, though. It's one thing. We can take any issue you want to take, whether it's big tech companies being unfair or the NSA and all the intelligence agencies spying on all of us and all of the things we do. Or you can say the healthcare system's unfair, big pharma, you know, pharmaceutical industry is unfair. I mean, you could take your pick. I think there's a lot of legitimate things that are very wrong, and we should fix it to the best of our ability. But let's mm-hmm. go back, though. Because it's a more than just, oh, the big powerful people are doing unfair things and rigging the game. It's more than that. There's some famous quote I was reminded of. And so imagine again, if the rules of the game are completely fair and equitable, people would still react that they're unfair, especially if they're losing. So here, let me read it to you. Even if man were nothing but a piano key... Even if this were proved to him by natural science and mathematics, even then he would not become reasonable, but would purposely do something perverse out of sheer ingratitude, simply to have his own way. Then, after all, perhaps only by his curse will he attain his object, that is, really convince himself that he is a man and not a piano key, not just a cog in a machine. If you say that all this, too, can be calculated and tabulated, even his reactions and rebellions then man would purposely go mad in order to be rid of reason and have his own way. Now, that's Dostoyevsky. That's pretty good. Makes and I think, think about don't push the red button. So the problem's even more complicated than the world is corrupt and all these powerful people are rigging the game. It's more complicated because even if the world wasn't corrupt and they're not rigging the game, we'd still act like it was. Yeah. So it's sometimes, well, even when things are perfectly fine, we go and mess them up and ironically make it even worse. So that's where I'm at. I think interesting. Before we ever start looking at, oh, we need to get rid of the electoral college, or we need to change this or that rule on like, you know, election finance or freedom of speech on social media or whatever the issue is. I think the biggest problem, and it's something I wrote right after the 2016 election, is, well, the truth that's told with bad intent beats all the lies you can't invent. That. Instead of actually trying to figure out what the world is and checking yourself, making sure you're on a good, strong footing, you, it, before cleaning up your own house in your own room, you start criticizing the world. And you bring all your demons that you'd failed to clean up and deal with and reckon with into that conversation dealing with a corrupt world. Yeah, and I think that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard is what you just said. And I think what this cat just said is I think it's the the greatest argument against a natural selection or what have you. I mean, right. that kind of proves or it's what he was getting it, at. It aims at a creator. Is yeah. this stuff doesn't happen on accident? You don't oh, yeah. do this stuff for no reason, and there is a cost to everything you do. And well, and it's also like the point that Seth made the other night with the Matrix. Mm-hmm. They tried to make the Matrix this perfect utopia, and what happened? Yeah, people it ain't were gonna happen. People yeah. messed it up quickly. Like human beings did not like that type of Matrix. They wanted the Matrix that kind of reminded them of the world they always knew. Everything, 
every once in a while something you don't see coming can happen. And when that happens, that's what makes it worth it because you didn't see it coming. You don't want to be a predictable, you know, which, I mean, who wants to be a psychic? It sounds fun, right. but it sucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it would, but that that's where we need God as, as mm-hmm. humankind, whether you're Christian or Muslim or what have you, you need a higher being so that you've got a reason that you can always fall back on. Well, this doesn't make sense. However, God is in control. Well, Whether it's Allah, well, I would say even if, even if you're an atheist, I would say to any atheist or agnostic out there, fair enough. I'm not going to argue with that you on that. But I will tell you this: psychologically speaking, give me your highest ideal. Science. What? What's your standard? Science. Well, whatever. Well, it may or may not be science because before science was fleshed out, there were agnostic atheist types in history. Well, it was technically science, though. But that they believe. Here's in. the point: you ask that person, "What's your highest ideal? What do you hold as your deepest, most profound standard?" That's your God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody has to have something like that. And even in Alcoholics Anonymous, they say that. I mean, yeah. the chair can be your God. I mean, they will yeah. say higher you, power. you need something that's a higher power to keep you accountable. And what I worry is that what's become our higher power in so many of our conversations, in whether it's culture wars or you know government policy, our God is who has the power? Government. Well, it, government in that's a way. That's the higher power now. For so many people. And that won't work out so well, especially if you now have these utopian dreamers that the world's going to end in 12 years. Well, the world's always coming to an end. Well, dude, that's why people are flaking out. Yesterday, you said something that I thought was just amazing, how people are complaining more, Mm -hmm. but it's a positive thing. You think people are just getting a little bit more uh, wah, wah, wah all the time. Well, we are becoming softer but it's a sign of progress. Yeah. The reason we're softer than our grandparents and our great grandparents and great great grandparents because we have it better than they had, and we expect things to be better than they had. So they kind of learned to live with a lot of the troubles and suffering and in we life. We don't have to, and we haven't had to. So when things don't go so well, we complain. And here's the deep irony: sometimes that complaining leads us to blind alleys, but sometimes it makes things better. I never thought about it like that. That was awesome. And it's, I don't know, it's a complicated problem. Sad but true. But I think before we criticize every aspect of the world and take on the powerful, we need to check our own selves. Check yourself. Before we wreck ourselves. Boom. And with that, we'll be right back. Joey Clark. Now, here's my point. I think there's been more free exchange and opportunity for us to learn about the world than ever before in human history. Ever before. I saw a great meme that actually summed it up, and memes aren't always stupid. It was a guy next to this old historic temple. It might have been the Church of the Sepulcher in Jerusalem. And yet he's looking down at his phone. And it, it had the meme on the, you know, one of the shrines said, access to all known human knowledge. And 
the phone that he's holding looking at cat memes and dog memes. Now, don't get me wrong. I do that, too. There's only so many hours in the day, and there's only so much you can know, let alone understand, without time and effort. But we have immense capabilities to do things our ancestors never could have dreamed of. So how are you using these new technologies, number one? If you see Twitter and Facebook and big tech as just a useful way for you to advance your political agenda and win power, you're not using it right. That's one aspect of it. That's not what it is completely. Now, And I want to give an example, though. This guy, and it's under an alias because he was a hardcore social justice warrior. And he wrote in Quillad. It's one of my new favorite publications. Very good. Kind of conservative libertarian. Quillad? Quillet. How do you spell Quillet. it? Quillette. Uh, Q-U-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. Mm. Quillette. And Quill. He's writing under the pseudonym Barrett Wilson because he can't use his real name because he was once a hardcore social justice warrior on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he... Then it turned sideways on him. The name of this piece is, I was the mob, then the mob came after me. And he, when mm. it turned back on him, he had to get off his online life completely. And now he delivers food. And he said that this job, it, it's new job, he likes it. He's kind of woken up to what the real world was like. But he shared a dream. And it goes to not only just social justice worries, but everybody and how we're using our new technology. He said, quote, I recently had a dream that played out in the cartoon universe of my food delivery app, the dashboard software that guides my daily work life. The dream turned my workday drive into a third-person video game, kind of like Grand Theft Auto, with my cartoon car standing in front of me as protagonist. At some point, I started missing some of the streets, and the little line that marks my trail with blue pixels indicated where I'd gone off-road. My path got erratic, and the dream became otherworldly, as dreams eventually do. I drove over cartoon sidewalks, through cartoon buildings, and cartoon parks. It's a two-dimensional world in the app, so everything was flat. Through the unique logic of dreams, I survived all of this, all the while picking up and dropping off deliveries and making money. In my dream, I was making progress. As my REM cycle intensified, my dream concluded. I was jolted from my two-dimensional app world and thrust back into the reality of the living world, where I could understand the suffering, carnage, and death I would have caused in my in-app actions. There were bodies strewn along the streets, screaming bystanders, destroyed lives, chaos. My car, by contrast, was indestructible while I was living in the app. The social justice vigilantism I was living on Twitter and Facebook was like the app in my dream. Aggressive online virtue signaling is a fundamentally two-dimensional act. It has no human depth. It's only when we snap out of it, see the world as it really is, and people as they really are, that we appreciate the destruction and human suffering we cause when we are trapped inside this two-dimensional world. Hmm. It's a deep, profound article. I think it... Social justice warriors, I think, are the most exaggerated form of it. But also, this now political fight over the new big tech space, I think it's part of this, too. And screw big tech. Let's leave the conversation out of it. How are you using any technology? If you're a book publisher, what books are you going to publish? If you're a radio host, what ideas are you going to put out there? It's not the technology itself, though the Internet's a unique thing. What's a social justice warrior? It's somebody who is very attuned and acute to 
social justice issues to the point that they are very aggressive online at finding any perceived uh, sign of sexism, racism, uh, bigotry in all its forms, privilege, whatnot. Ageism, I've heard. Ageism. Know, transphobia, Islamophobia, all the stuff you've you've heard these terms. Yeah. Seth, there, there's an ism for everything. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said, I would use my mid-sized Twitter and Facebook platforms to signal my wokeness on topics such as LGBT rights, yeah, uh, rape culture, whoa, 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 and racial injustice. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Back up. Rewind. Rewind. Did you, s- <laughs> in this article, did he use the term wokeness? Yes. He was Grandpa, referring to his, your kids talking that. Yeah, he was referring to his former son. All right, leaving. If you're talking about wokeness, <laughs> go on. Well, he was giving an example of how it used to be, and he thought of himself as woke. And yes, people who use that term. If you <laughs> use the term woke in a serious manner, you are 16 years old or younger. My children. Well, they'll be able to no. vote soon, 84. <laughs> they'll be woke up into voting. So you, you better not belittle the children. They're the next generation of voters. Even <laughs> when my children say that, they giggle because they know right. how damn ridiculous it is to say, oh, I'm woke. Right. That is stupid. And this is in like a real article and he used his what he say, his his degree of wokeness. I mean, he like that is the that's... Just wait. Next year it'll be in Webster. That's so dumb. I mean, that's just dumb. Right, but the guy... He left his shirt... I'm not going to criticize the guy right now, We got his DNA. Because he's... He's so dumb. He used the term to show how stupid and dumb he used to be. Well, hide your wife, hide your husband, hide your children, hide everybody, because they're raping everybody out here. Who's being the snowflake now? Uh Who's being the snowflake now? One one stupid little word called wokeness (laughs) has got you triggered and going on some stupid rant. No, 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 no. Because, I mean, as country and redneck and as bad as my grammar is <laughs> and everything, wokeness is not a word. It's because you hear it from Get your daughters. the Webster's Dictionary out. Just wait. Next year it will Wokeness be. is not in there. It does not exist. It will be, though. It will be. All words Just are wait. made up. Yeah. Fleek. Yeah. All words are made up. Fleek, Grams. Groovy. Grandpa. Groovy. Okay. I'm just throwing shade. Why don't you y'all. read a book? Yeah! <laughs> Why don't you read a book, hippie? Ah, my goodness. Here, let's go to the phones and talk. Debbie has been waiting the longest. Hey, Gee, Debbie. Nettie. Hi, how are you guys tonight? Very good. And I'm, I'm woke. Yeah, he's so I'm are you. Get you woke. Oh, my. And Debbie, let me say we've got three other people holding, so make it quick. Okay, I'll try to make it real quick. I went to um, the pet store that you advertise all oh, the time. You want to Teresa. Yeah. Yes, for healthy pets. They are so sweet. And she just got in CBD oil treats for pets. Oh, My dog wow. has storm anxiety. I do have the liquid form of CBD oil that I give him. But this would be a treat, so I thought that would be special. I might do that pretty soon. Nice. I also was going to let you know there is a small uh, problem out there on the interstate. Going from Prattville, second 
Scottsdale exit towards Montgomery, a van has overturned, and they do have the emergency vehicles out there. So 65 so, southbound. Yeah, well, going towards Montgomery from the second exit. Right, so right southbound. past that second exit. Yeah, right past that second exit right there. Well, I so anyway, that. I just let you know that. And I was going to put one, two cents in there. Okay. What you're talking about is awesome. I love it. And the one thing that you're hitting on over and over is a fundamental lack of self-confidence and the ability to run your life the way you want to. When you feel like you're being cornered or you're being deprived of your freedoms to do the way you want to do, you're having money taken from you without consent, like you're talking about taxes, when you know uh, laws are being made that you have no real input on and you don't really want those particular laws, um, you know, the list goes on and on. So the more inept you become, um, lack of control in your own life, the more frustrations, the more anger, the, all that negative stuff that you're talking about. So I think the bottom line is back in the day, like my father's day, my mom, they had a hard time, lived on farms. They started working seven years old. My mother worked at four years old, for heaven's sakes, taking water out to the field. And they didn't have a childhood like we did. And when they got something, it was, like, extreme. Like, my dad got an apple first time when he was six years old. He thought he had just hit the jackpot. Never had, you know, right. never had an apple before. His dad brings him an apple, didn't even know what it was. Learned to appreciate, you know, basic things. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, everything was special back then because you just didn't have anything. Nobody did in your neighborhood when you lived on farms, you know. Right. You were all dirt poor. And it didn't matter if it was the tenant farmer that lived on your land or if it was you. You're all dirt poor, every one of you. You know, so just because one was owning land and one didn't, didn't mean a whole lot of difference. We do need to have a sense of perspective, and Debbie, I'm running out of time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, good night. Nice um, to hear from you. Thank you for visiting Four Healthy Pets. And here, here's the thing. Ooh, CBD treats. If I look at my own life, yes, there's all sorts of obstacles that you would say, laws in your way, things I wouldn't want in my way. But if I look at my own life, I'm not where I want to be, and it's not because of the government. It's about, you know, obstacles I put up. Can't blame anybody but yourself. Exactly. And that's kind of the central message tonight. There are plenty of things we need to fix about the world, but make sure you're getting rid of the obstacles and shackles that you've created Mm -hmm. yourself before we can successfully do these things, because that's what the people in power are mostly relying on, for us to defeat ourselves. Before That way they don't have to put up a very robust defense. Can't love somebody else until you love yourself. Yeah, yeah, well said. There's a positive way of putting it. Well said. Well, it's more I'm, than I'm love. Let that go. Well, I know, I know. I could have gone time. negative there. That's Read a, a book, hippie. That's an entire show. That's because I'm woke. <laughs> hey, we, and, <laughs> believe it or not, I just a listener just texted me and said I'm really sleepy, but I'm still kind of woke. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, let's go to Randall. Randall, can yes. I make it quick? What's up, man? Yeah, man. I just you, you remember the day uh, early on Dan's show. You talking about apps and stuff and about digital. I just want to let you know the one the first thing I was the the app 
when, when it came up on my Facebook, I guess because I signed in with a social media account, it, when we were talking about music and, and not knowing what's going on in Montgomery, I swear, and I never said a word about the music. Now, that was only Red Talk. When I hung, after we hung up and got through talking, about five minutes later on Facebook, a thing popped up telling me everything in Montgomery, all the music <laughs> around, and one. And, yeah, and, so I mean, I never even mentioned Red Top, music instead now. of criticizing the world, Red Top maybe should have, you know, looked for himself. Yeah, but hey, do you mind if I throw my two cents in? You was talking about where you going with the show. Very Yes, All right. I think you ought to treat it like a study hall. You ought to have every week ought to be themed. You ought to have no calls. Have somebody sitting in there running your social media on the fly, and you need somebody who can step on you, but not step on you. You know what I mean? Make it like general where they can butt in with whoever's on social media. I mean, you could teach us a lot in a week. Do it on one on one, and, and take. I mean, take no calls and have that social media going. I'll take you to person. school, Randall. You want me to take you to school? I'll take yes, you to church. Sir, you want I me do. to take you to church? <laughs> well, hey, we can do. We can go to church. We can go to wrestling. We can do whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's what I like, Randall. I like I that idea. All right, bro. We'll see you. later. That's a great idea, man. And that was a good Randall call. <laughs> good Randall call. That's why I was like, whoo, right off the bat. I tell you, I love Randall. You man. That Joker. People think that Randall is not smart, and he rambles, and he does ramble. He does Rambling ramble. Randall, he rambles but he knows. because he's got a lot going on. He has yeah. got so much going on. But he if thinks you, faster than he speaks. Yeah. Once, yeah, and once you learn how to listen to him, that cat. He knows what's up. some freaking knowledge. Mm, some depth. Yeah. School of hard knocks. It took me a minute to figure it out. Once I saw it, I was like, "Yeah." Uh, hello, Marianne. Hey, sweetheart, to all three of you guys. Oh, Seth, hey, 84, Southernwood, and hey, Marianne. Okay, and Joey, I should have said, said your name first. Okay? No, Seth's no. I know I'm, I made I'm humble like that. You. you don't even have to say <laughs> my name. Hey, How you doing? Hey, sweetheart, to all, all three of you, I made a special request of Joey. Joey, don't lose that piece of paper for me. That's Send right me a there. Text and let me know it's you. But okay. in the meantime, listen, guys, Joey, if you let me do this, I can talk to you about wrestling. Mm. And I'm female. Well, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. You want to be a guest on the show. That's right. And I'm Charlotte Flair coming on the show. <laughs> Bring it. Well, we'll have to. I'll, we'll see, Marianne. You see. think I don't know about Stone Cold Steve? Oh, I think oh. you do. You think I don't know? You think I don't know about the big one with the, the watches and the gold and everything? <laughs> I, I, uh, you guys be careful go home and Joey part of history which is what I've tried to tell you about before because you went to that school for back west for boys okay the girls go to college they go to the east for girls but in the meantime you're watching history in the making what you guys don't know about what you don't see is Donald Trump is coming to the USA to clean up our house get up off your butt Get a job, go to work, get out and meet people. Machines do not make your life. Well said. Love you guys. Love you too. Thank you. I love Marianne. Marianne. I really hey, do. I found what where I stand the other day, okay? Very simple way to put this. If you work hard, you get stuff. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's taken me like a month to answer that question Jack Campbell asked me. He's like, where do you stand? Here's my answer. Yeah, if you work hard, you get stuff. Hey, let's see this is behind door, door number four, line number four. I don't know who it is. You're on the air. Who's this? Hello? Oh, listen to that. Oh, you're on the air. Who's this? This is the other Emily. The other, other Emily. Emily. The other Emily. Okay. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I've only called a couple times. Um, I just have one quick thing 
uh, that I wanted to tell 84 Southernwood Clay. Okay. Is um, your bulldog an English bulldog, quote unquote? Yeah. Sophie? Okay. I know earlier you said dogs are stupid, but I'm going to correct you. Good. Your dog and your cat are working together. To kill you. they both just got you to do exactly what they wanted you to do. They outsmarted you, you big ape. Chad Moore is going to get you. And get up and sit down. <laughs> They've domesticated you. <laughs> exactly. Now, open, the door. Door. open the door. I this never, is a great way to end the show. <laughs> I never said my dog was stupid, Emily. Your cat wanted yeah, one piece of food. No, I said dogs were like men. You're assuming that I meant that <laughs> men were stupid. No, you said stupid. Yeah, you said yeah. dumb. Well, said she stupid. is. Sophie's crazy. See, I, have a, I have a bulldog, okay? So I'm speaking from a bulldog owner. Okay, and my dog, she just lets me live in my house and pay the bills, okay? <laughs> she runs the show. I do what she wants me to do when she wants me to do it. So I get it. But the dog and the cat are in cahoots. You just did what they wanted you to do. With that, the other Emily, I really appreciate the call. Thank you. I think I know who the awesome. other Emily is. Me too. With that, we got to say goodnight, too. Good night, folks. Already? Yeah, I love the show ending with Southern Wood being dressed down. Yeah, that was awesome. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was right, too, because you can't say nothing. You, <laughs> he just got tan -er. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blushing. I'm over here just <laughs> sulking down in my seat. Oh, with that, good night, folks. Joey Clark.